Now in a moment from our sponsor, Enhance is a CBD company for athletes with global shipping. Enhance is lab tested and with multiple forms to choose between gummies, oils, or gels. You can use Enhance to train harder and recover smarter. Now back to the episode. What is up, everybody? It's Mo here. We're back with another podcast. And today, um, I got a few people from the college I'm at, Wilberforce University. And um, we're doing a different type of episode today. We're delving into depression and anxiety. I know we've had guests on before where they've talked about it, um, either with, like, losses and family leading to their depression or even just, like, loss of relationships, et cetera, et cetera. But um, today we're diving more into it. I got... um, However, y'all want to introduce yourselves. We got one, two, three, four, about five people, <laughs> including me. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Lance. Uh, call me Dubs. Like, I'm not going to know me, but no, I'm here living, having fun. Oh, what else is going next? Why I get quiet? Um, I'm Jay. I'm sure I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> hey, Um, it's, it's kind of like cool that y'all like bring that up because I had a poem and shit and like it was um, depression is a cage with no light unless you fight to be that light and so essentially with y'all talking about life controlling you depression is controlling you and putting you in a box until you find a way to fight that and be like I want better for myself and you continue to push out of that and be that light and that joy and that reason that you want to wake up the next day and smile and be like, you know what, my life is actually great. So there's a little something going on with that. I feel like letting life live you is almost the start of depression. When you said uh, you put, like, you know, kind of depression puts you in a box, I feel like that almost ties to schizophrenia. Um, not being able to break outside that box, but also knowing what is outside that box. Um, like that comfort space a little bit. Like, I, I know what's here, and I'll accept that because I'm afraid of what else can be. In a way, but, like, once once you have control over everything, it, it, it becomes maintaining it, you feel? And once you cannot contain it anymore, it becomes depressing because, you know, having a form of strength, you will be taken of your life after that, if you lose that control. Um, I got a quick question for all y'all. Uh, 
Have y'all ever been depressed or anxious? And if so, what part of your life? And if you are still going through it, how are you coping with it? I feel like everybody's been depressed. I feel like everybody has been depressed. It comes in different forms. In this day and age? Like acting. Like drug abuse. Alcohol. Suicide. Alcohol abuse. Overworking yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's the main one. They want themselves there. I, um, I feel like when I was younger and shit, uh, I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know what depression was until like I watched somebody literally show out like their life story and talk about the times where they were depressed and what it felt like. And I was like, I feel like this. Like they're literally describing my day to day, and it was from. It, it really was from like sixth grade all the way up until like ninth grade, tenth grade, um, all up until like the middle of the year, tenth grade type shit. And it was just me taking that time to understand that one, life gets better, and two, m- my life could be a lot worse than what it is. And so, I've had a dude on um, the podcast before the uh, viewers know and shit where both his parents literally died, like committed suicide type shit. And he had to deal with that at like six years old. He ended up joining a gang, um, going to jail type shit. And then he moved and found a trainer and he started doing like Muay Thai. And so that got him out of it. But then his trainer ended up committing suicide and he continued to train and better his life and actually is now trying to help other people with mental health because he's like, at least I'm still living. At least I have um, like a wife and a kid type stuff. I could still provide for myself. I'm not sitting out here struggling. I'm not homeless. I'm not um, missing anybody else in my life. Like the people in my life, I'm happy for them. I'm thankful to be able to wake up the next day and understand that I still can walk around. I can talk. I got both my arms. I can handle everything that comes to me. You know, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And if they do, they don't really utilize that in the sense of, yo, it could be so much worse than it is right now. But I kind of feel like that goes to like your headspace for real, for real. Yeah. Like, you can be depressed and don't even know it for real. Like, I, for me. Right. Like, yeah, you do your everyday, everyday life. Nothing changes, nothing happens, you know. You, still doing it constantly four years five years six years can pass and if you're still there what does that do to like that person's mindset for real mm-hmm. constantly feeling over and over again rebuilding scratch 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 it gets yelled after a point for real, for real. like you kind of just stop caring for real and you become very detached like a lot of shit doesn't really affect or hit home, and shit you kind of get like this homeless feeling, or not homeless, but like lonely in a room full of people. At the crib, it's like I'm not at the crib, or when you with your people, it's just like I'm not with my people type thing. You kind of just accept it as it comes and as it goes. Sense. Does that make sense?
I've heard yeah. people describe it like that before. Mm. That's the thing, like, I don't even realize it for real, because like, you can just be forward, looking forward that whole week, getting off of work to go get to, get to that bottle, like, to go smoke that weed, you know? That could be the only thing you work for in life, you know? Not make you feel like a confidence in something. That's like, like the clutch of, like, depression, for real. Depression is really about the gateway drug to all I can agree with that. Just like how, how Michael was saying, like once you become so depressed, it's, it's almost numbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I coped with that was I found comfort in myself. But you also need to almost develop a second personality to be able to talk to yourself in that type of way. Where, you know, just help yourself. You gotta relearn everything. Did music help y'all a lot? Yeah. Music is therapy. I swear, like, certain lyrics just hit, and it's just like, hold up, what did what did you just say? <laughs> Type shit, like, um, the artist that like I was heavy on was NF. I don't know if y'all know who that is, but that nigga literally, he don't curse on none of his songs or nothing. He just spit straight facts, and it's just like, you either gonna take it being real, or you just gonna lie down and like be like, oh, he's all depressive rapper. No, he's telling you how life is. He's telling you that, yo, life isn't easy. You get to a certain point in life where you're like, oh yeah, now I've got, I've accomplished everything I've got. I still want more. I still want. I don't feel fulfilled at the current level I am. I don't care how rich I get or how many fans I got now. It's still as if I'm at that bottom road where I'm still wanting to grow and improve as a person. And. I don't know if he still battles as heavily with his depression, but growing up the way that he did and just from like um, losing his mother to overdose and um, not getting accepted by his father, like that pushed him into depression. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And for him to be able to take that and put it on a platform and show everybody else, like you're not alone. I feel like, um, when it comes to rappers and you know, um, you know, speaking what they've been through, and kind of illustrating their life for real. At a certain point, there will come a time where you know you won't feel as traumatized as you will, because you know how to get rid of trauma or cope with a lot of things that you deal with is by talking. And a lot of people in this day and age, they feel that talking is. It's either bad or they just don't know how to do it to its full extent. So with that being said, I feel like um, a lot of artists, they, um, they'll they say a lot of their life and then it's almost like, you know, what else is it to talk about? Like, take Rod Wave, for instance. Like, he kind of, you know, he was making hella money, you feel me? He was for real. Yeah, I mean. He was like the pioneer for real. For real. Facts. I mean, like, right away, he kind of, yeah, he kind of, he kind of fell off after a minute because he couldn't make no more music. He even put out a a Twitter post saying, like, you know, I'm not going to make no more sad songs, you feel me? I got everything off my chest, basically. Yeah. Y'all ever heard Wish and Will by um, Juice World? Um... 
basically like he got a lyric in there. He was like, um, I got a secret. Um, if I if if I stop taking these pills, wait, hold on, let me pull the lyrics up. Hold up, <laughs> I'm slow. I agree, but I disagree because, you know, each person has their own custom kind of how to become like, um, I feel like mental health issues can be passed down generationally, but I don't feel like it's genetically because you can't develop a mental as a child until you actually learn how to deal with your feelings or you learn how to feel the until you actually like understand how to feel. You feel me? I feel like the parents, the, a lot of the you know generation pet from the parents or the type of environment that you go through and that's what you know helps with a lot of the stuff the mental health issues that people deal with helps manifest it um so i found the lyric and i also want to add on to what y'all just said um he's like sometimes i don't know how to feel let's be real if it wasn't for the pills i wouldn't be here but if i keep taking these pills i won't be here i just told y'all my secret it's tearing me to pieces I really think I need them. I stopped taking the drugs and now the drugs take me. And with that lyric, I just feel like it takes him to, it, it goes to a point where it's just like, he's so out of like control with his life to the point where like, it's just like, I gotta keep doing this. Even if it kills me, because if I stop, I feel like, like, I know, I know some people that are like, if I stop smoking weed, I'm gonna kill myself. Type shit. So, do you think it was his life that drove him there, or him and his personality that drove him there? His life. Yeah. Or you don't feel like it could be a little mixture of both? Yeah, it's more of both because you gotta have time to make up all of that shit. Like, you know, it's a conference, and that's just some obligation. You know, fuck you up and go, go. I just seen that. We get people become stronger, stronger people become weaker. It's usually how that shit is. But um, to add on to what y'all was saying about, like, is it, like, genetic type shit? I feel like your parents kind of add on to, like, your mental health or issues. But I don't feel like they, like, it's genetically passed on. Like, oh, my parent was super depressed when they were this age. Oh, now I'm super depressed at this age. But with a parent that might not deal with it, in a better way, they might lead their kid to be depressed. Like, they might stress their kid out. They might put them to a point where it's just, like, hard for them to live. Like, they missteps and unaccomplishments that they had in life. Mm -hmm. And they, like, they might push it on their kids or, like, um, even just, like, like abuse type stuff. And it's just continuing to beat down on their kid. And their kid is just to a point where, like, they've had enough. And that's not genetic, but that's a system. Huh? Yeah, like it's a system where like I didn't deal with my depression right, and so now I'm to a point where like I'm now doing this to my kids. Now my kids going through this. 
I feel like those are really triangle responses. How how like when a little kid mess up where you know anybody remember your age you are. Um, mm-hmm. How if you mess up you go to your mom and your parents for help you feel me or whoever you feel that you trust. Uh, going back to substance abuse, I feel that um, the way you get deeper into it or why substance abuse is so uh, common in this day and age is because mm-hmm. once you indulge so much, it becomes a need. You feel me? Like, oh yeah, I need this to feel the way that I always feel. You feel me? Um, it's, it's like a roller coaster. But another thing is, too, like, once you indulge in that substance so much, it it helps you less. So it increases your intake of that substance, you feel me? Um, fuck, I forgot where I was about to go. But, um, it, it doesn't help. <laughs> like, um, I feel like it's all mental when it comes to depression. Well, of course, it's all mental, but it'll it'll become a time where it's just ignorance. I feel like it can, it starts as mental. Like, that's like the starting point of it. Then, like, it grows, like, to physical, to how you eat, to how you sleep, how you treat yourself. Like, for real, like, when I was living in Minnesota, it was a depression skyrocketing race. The kids was off at Manny, my uncle, not to say his name or nothing, but he was a prime drug dealer up there. And all he was doing is flipping perks and Xanaxes. For real, for real. Um, do y'all? You can say what you about to say. Do y'all think like certain songs promote depression? Yeah. Like, I'm not even for sure like certain things. Yeah. But like promote the culture, but like I feel like it's come more of like a devil's advocate type of. Oh, my favorite rapper is smoking. Let me smoke. I feel like with a lot of uh, a lot of younger younger generation for sure is yeah like a two-way coin. Like they're not really listening to the lyrics. They're listening to the beat. They're looking at the videos. They're saying what they're doing, and they're not understanding exactly what they're saying in their messages. Like, and even um. Little baby, bigger picture, like you like when you tell me like I know I um do this and that, but I'm trying to get my youngest to change. Like the way that I'm living isn't the right way, and a lot of people don't understand and they can't develop that and take that and learn that well, I, I can't. Like that's like a, a stigma, like the right way to live, for real, for real. Like I feel like that's a stigma people. I, I, yeah, yeah. I feel what you say, because it's really no right way to live. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a right way, not like a right way. It's a lot of things. A lot of old heads, shit, they try to force that on you. Like, mm-hmm. this is my right, this is my right. You do this, you do this, you do this. Go to college, get a job, et cetera, et cetera. When that's not like something you want to do, and then you do try to go out of that box, mm-hmm. you know, they get angry, they defensive, and want to try to change shit, you. Cut you off or yeah, change you. And that shit also contributes to a lot of, a lot of shit, a lot of depression, but anxiety. Some people are, like, on the nail in terms of, like, guiding their kids in terms of, like, 
not allowing them to just follow the mode of what they like because some people that they'll have outrageous dreams and don't get me wrong sometimes they work out like rappers or like uh, mixed martial artists like mom dad i want to do this that and the third yo that's crazy nobody here does that like why why would you think that's okay who do you know that does this that and the third but if you're not the pioneer if you're not the star like us for example we're starting the band at wilberforce like who the fuck i heard of ever wilberforce you know but now we're doing this <laughs> i need to know like at the, at the hbcu I don't even remember seeing that hope. Right. It's just like, what the fuck is this? And so it's us starting at Pioneer and we're starting at like, my parents were sitting there like, the fuck, what if this fails? Well, not my father, but like my mom was like, what if this fails? Like, what if if this happens? What if that happens? And instead of looking at like the positive, like I can be the first in history to make the stable at a whole new, like at a private, first private HBCU and have my name arched in history. We could be a reason why it's going to go forward. Right. Like, it's going to be, that's like a badge of honor for real. And people don't realize that until it's like, yo, I, you know, you know, like the stigma where people are like, um, oh, you're never going to be shit. You're not going to do this, that, and the third. And then when you make it, they're like, oh, yeah, I always knew you was going to make it. Like, it kind of scare back the conversation. Yeah, that's how work like that. What's three things, I feel like everybody should answer this too, what's three things that you have done to battle with your depression? Like, cope. Yeah. To help, like, to help you get old, get old, get out of that mindset. Grandma? Yeah, I draw. I should. Me, I found my weed, liquor, and writing. I feel like all types of substance in some type of way are Hinders. It, it hinders you, but it's, it's not a it's not a good coping. That helped me like get out of it, but like what really pulled me out of like my depression was real life, like waking up in the morning, going for hikes, meditating, getting your body healthy. Yeah, like steering my focus, like steering my focus, making sure I have something to do every every second of the day for real, for real. Make sure I make time for myself. I uh, what's called? I cope through money. You feel me? If I don't have money in my pocket, that just shows me something that I need to get up off my ass and go do. I don't have. If I'm sitting here long enough to think about shit, I don't have no money. I'm just sitting there long enough to even be in my head, you know, for that long. I need to be doing something. You feel me? I need to be, you know, talking to somebody to better myself and better my, you know, what I'm doing in my life, how to get to the next level. I need to be, you know, working on some homework or, uh, you know, going to go fix my car because I fucked this shit up the other week, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just doing stuff that are ben- beneficial to me. Achieving shit. Like, mm-hmm. like every the day. lack of feeling achieved can, like, really cause depression. I swear. For me, um, my culprits banned. Um, which actually, it, it, it started, it was helping, then it started. Yeah. Huh? Brand, Brand, Brand saved my life. 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 Brand sa
like just like that's why like if y'all like if y'all ever see me like i'm always moving because if i'm sitting still long enough i got time to get in my head and i'm gonna start overthinking about shit and be like what is this don't like what is this what is that type shit and it's just like where do i fit into this like and i've had i had a few moments like that on campus but it was because i was sitting for too long and i was just stuck in a spot where it's just like i'm not stimulating myself to do better or get something done even if it's just me having fun or like distracting myself it's healthy distractions i don't i don't smoke i don't really drink heavy and shit like that and it's just like finding that method to keep you focused on not only your number one goal but like just keeping your mental health and your physical health good. Like, I'll stay in the gym. Mm-hmm. I feel myself getting overworked, mad as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then go do some shit. And I know I'm going to move and grit. Mm-hmm. I walk. But, like, breathe. I did that shit the other day. And that shit, like, real. That shit, like, real life, though. Like, real life, though. Long ass walks. Or, or even drives at night. Like, that shit helps. I miss my car. Drive is in the night. Yeah. Not on the highway, though. Not on the highway. I get on the highway. Good. I'm telling Get out and do something. Yeah. And then I had the spider ass views on my house too. Go up before the hill and like overlook the whole thing, baby. You can't spider spin, fair spin, shit. I've had my vision set up since I was 12. I've been the bird in my life, man. I feel like you can manifest what you want, bro. Like, Instead of the bullshit, because the bullshit be strong, it become heavy. Mm-hmm. Hey, that shit can take over if you let it. They become a fucking light. Like, my number one, my number one goal for oh, me, yeah. I I just want to be great, and I know a lot of people have different definitions of what. <laughs> I know a lot of people have different definitions of what they believe great to be. And for me, that's just being wealthy, being able to leave a legacy that I'm proud of for my family. And knowing that at the end of my life, everything I wanted to accomplish, I accomplished. Everybody in the world that I wanted to help or improve in life, they improved. Like, I, I genuinely love seeing my friends succeed, no matter how small it is. Like, or even like family members, like my little brother has a 4.8 GPA. I swear to God, first 4.0 I ever had in my life was my last year in 12th grade. Like, I'm just sitting there so proud of him. I'm saying, like, you can literally go to whichever college you want to for free. Like, and it's just, like, watching him strive and learn from the mistakes me and my sister made me. As him being, like, the youngest brother, I'm just saying, like, you know, keep pushing. 
and don't let nobody tell you where your limit is because at the end of the day, and that goes for anybody, don't let anybody tell you, oh, you're stuck in this bubble because this it's not even the sky's the limit. You're you're your you're your your limit. English, you are your limit because no matter how far you go, it's always another level. And as of right now, like even in band, I might not be the best tuba player. Like Lance is better than me, Mike is better than me. But at the end of the day, the only person that's gonna keep getting better and pushing them, like the only person gonna push me to keep getting better is me. Like they could tell me things to do, it's gonna be up to me to continue to do that and try to get better than them. And at the end of the day, it's getting better than myself the previous day. I got an answer. Do y'all think relationships keep you out of person? You know the song by Neo, Just Let Me Love You? To love yourself. Like, moment, like moments like that, like, even with my, like, my most recent ex, like, she kind of helped me out of my depressive state, like, to an extent where, like, I was getting out of it, but, like, being able to wake up and actually be happy to be like, I love you type stuff, you know? Like, waking up and waking up and smiling and be like, Yo, today is a great day. Like, no matter how bad the day is, today is great. You have complete control over every single day. Mm -hmm. No matter you know who's in it, what you do, um, you have control over it. it. It doesn't matter if life is living you; you still have control over it because you're letting life live over you. You have complete control over everything that you do, think, and say. You have complete control over your body. You feel me? Um, that's know kind of how my thought process works and getting back to your question i feel that um in each relationship um there is a need for change and i feel like if you're not on your right path you won't meet those type of people who actually are there for mm. you for that reason i'm gonna say the quote from what my teacher said earlier in class he said i want to be around i don't want to be the smartest person in the room because if i'm the smartest person in the room Shit. Like, I like I, I like that. I feel that being around being around the wrong people at the right time is also um, it's eye opening. It's it's strengthening. Yeah, because it's like you're grinding to see why you don't like those people. Being around them constantly will help you, you know, remember why you don't like to be around that crowd, and then you'll constantly want to put yourself into that new crowd. And then you'll learn new things. But like how I was saying with the relationship, it's always causing you to, um, it's always causing you to change. So like, you know, being with somebody for so long, and you, you're going to begin to develop traits that they have, you feel me? That other person's going to do the same, you feel me? But when it comes to depression, I can't, I can't trust somebody to bring me out of my depression because you don't know who I am. You 
can't tell me that my mind should work this way. You can only tell me that my mind should work this way. How do you feel that it should work? Okay, I feel like I'm. I feel blessed in a way, in a sense, because I have a twin sister, and she's been with. She was born five minutes before me. She's been with me my whole walk of life. Like I feel, I feel like I got a person that I can like really sit down and talk to, and she can tell me like when I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, and how I'm gonna get out of it. She's one of those people that can read you like a book. Yeah, I feel like that's a type of relationship you should have for yourself. That's, a, that's and that's like that's very hard to find, especially. I have yet to find somebody that can read me and literally, like, I, I've sat there and I've read other people and to the point where, like, they started crying because of how much I've read into them. See. Like, looking into their emotions, looking at their face, seeing the expressions they make when I say certain things. I know who you are and it don't matter, like, how long I've known them. If I care enough about you to actually pay attention and understand who you are, I'll be able to read you like a book. And it won't be in anything you can say or like deny and be like, oh no, no, I'm not feeling this type of way because I can read it in your face when you're lying. I can read it in your face when you're hiding something or when you're not like being honest with yourself. Okay. And, I mean, I like the type of people that like, I see somebody depressed, I would try to pull them out of it. Or yeah. Let them try to figure out their own. I would try to guide them instead of, mm -hmm. like, I would try to. I would try to guide them instead of trying to like help them out of it because like I said, mm -hmm. I can only teach you from what I feel that you should go, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Now when you guide, you can almost develop a different, you know, perspective on how that should go. And it's more like you're putting these people in better places instead of them following you and teaching them. It's more like, okay, um, I see what you're doing now. Maybe you could tweak it a little bit and you know develop mm -hmm. a more healthier healthier side to that perspective of what you're doing. And then they might not see it, but once they're ready to see it and they've been in there so long, they'll know how to benefit from it. And that's where the growth comes from. Mm -hmm. What would y'all say would be the number one depression side? Family. 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 That's what that's what got me under my shoe. Communication. Yeah. I, I don't let people control me in terms of like. Yeah, but you know, you go on Instagram and you see people succeeding or doing better than me. You know, that creates a bad thought. Like, I could be doing better, or yeah, I wish yeah. this was me. That that's not. I, I can't necessarily agree with that because of the person that I am and the way that I grew up. Because. I always had a vision for myself. And like I said earlier, I was like, at the age of 12, like I already knew what I wanted to do. And as I've gotten older, it developed more, but I always knew I wanted to own my own company. I always knew I wanted to be a mogul. I wanna- But you never know, like five or 10 years from now, mm -hmm. they could catch up with you though. Yeah. I really, I don't know. I don't know what they're like. I've had my life planned multiple times. It, it always never went how it's planned. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's not good to plan your life. It's good to guide your life. But to really sit there and like tediously plan it out, it's not damn near impossible because everything's possible. Mm -hmm. But at that point, why? Like, why?
Like, why not just let shit flow out and flow and stuff, try to force yeah. shit into a certain pattern that's not meant to be? Because some people will do that. They'll force themselves into a lie that they feel like they should have it, that they should be, and they'll be so depressed, but they won't acknowledge it. Or even, you know, I thought I would, I thought I'd be happy. Yeah. And they always had that thought in the back of their head, but they always try to hide it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might need to be doing something totally different. You live up here in a mansion, but in reality, you need to be in the country with your own shit, your own farm, relaxing. But you run a company, stressed and working 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Back and back. That's something I, I haven't allowed myself to do because I've always kept an open mindset. Like, realistically, I shouldn't be here. Like, on, on this campus type shit, yeah. if I was following what I wanted to do in life, like verbatim, like without looking at any other options, I wouldn't be here. I'd be at Norfolk, probably like a two thousand dollar loan, you know. And it changed so much stuff for me because I wouldn't even know none of y'all, which would be crazy. Like I'd be with a bunch of other people that I know because of the connection that my um high school had with Norfolk, and it's just like, like you were saying, like don't let your goal or like your what you believe to be your end goal to completely guide your life and control you because things happen in life that you can't control. And there's always another option. There's always another route. There's always another day. And every day isn't planned. I mean, not planned. Every day isn't guaranteed. And so if I live my life based off of what I want to do or what I envision myself doing, then nothing I would be doing right now would be possible. I wouldn't have the connections that I have. I wouldn't know the people that I know. Um, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And that's why I also live with no regrets because you know, it's that one moment. <laughs> it's that one moment where you're just like, what if I did this? What if I did that? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so take them all. That's it. I feel... A lot of people don't know, but if you're woke enough, you probably know a certain extent of it, but um, the government and actual society has a stigmatism on how, you know, the world should be run mm-hmm. and how you should live with, um, with how Zorani was saying, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't plan your life, but you should have a, a image that you want to picture of mm-hmm. where you should develop goals to piece that puzzle together. I, I used to work at a store called DHL with this Russian guy named Jake. This man was like wise behind his years. And one day I walked into the store and about mad as hell. He's like, what you mad about, man? I'm like, some bullshit in my ass to fuck with me again. Um, that ain't healthy. Yeah, so he was like some, what you want to do in life? Who you want to be? I'm like, I'm going to be a rapper. I want to be a um, Music producer, music producer, that's who I am. He said, the only thing in life that you should ever want to be is happy. If that's what truly makes you happy, then you have succeeded in life. Find your happiness and then work towards that. And don't let nobody take it from you. That's and that's how you really, that's how you really like, become successful. Like, success is not defined by how much money you got, mm-hmm. what you got in your car, like, the type of car you live in. That is for you, it is, but you know, it's more than just that. It gotta be that mama I made that moment. 
fell closer, fell further apart, excuse me. And I feel like, you know, our relationship will never be the same. We'll never be what it was because she still hasn't yet to actually fully, fully understand it. I feel like for me, like now, like looking back at then, my heart, because I was like a real big heart person, and like the people like I truly care about, close me stuff, it would, it would affect me and like and my family and like friends and my granddad was like super buff, and he got super skinny all of a sudden. My my when it seemed what that did to my grandma, that shit affected me. It took till I've been grown like years to not actually notice like shit like that. Like it's like depression can it could come from within, you know? Like by being a kind spirit, loving, giving mm-hmm. person, you know. For me, um when I like the moment I feel like it hit me was when I didn't, I didn't necessarily love myself anymore, and I felt like everybody around me hated me, even if like that wasn't the case. In my head, that's what I felt, and it was just like nobody cared for me, nobody wanted to see me succeed because of the people around me, people that some people that I thought were my friends, they backstabbed me, they talked shit about me. And I find out and it took me to the point where it was just like, nobody's real. Everybody's gonna snake you out, everybody's gonna But um, as soon as you walk away or talk shit about you and not, really not be real. And so now I've gotten to a point, being 100 with me or get the fuck because I'm not about to sit there and lie to people that I care about. And I'm not going to snake out somebody that I've told I love or I've, I've considered family. Like, all the people I came with from D.C., I've known for years. Those, those people are family to me. They've seen me. They've literally seen me in my fucking lowest. And they've seen me at my highest in 12th grade and calling myself great. I'm God's gift. But that's because that's what I aspire to be. I just I aspire to be great. I aspire to push myself beyond my limits. And I'm not gonna let anybody else say that I can't do this, I can't do that, and put put me in a bubble because they're jealous or they don't like me or they don't feel the same way about me that I feel about them. Because at the end of the day, it's me that should be rooting myself on. And if other people join in, thank you. I appreciate it, I love it. I hope the same for you, but I'm not gonna sit down and Expect your, um, I don't know the word. Um, your, fuck, it's a, it's an A. I don't know the word though. Go back because you said. Um, let people like, I won't sit there and um, wait for people approval. I won't sit there and wait for people approval, for me to take that next step forward, or for me to be happy. You know, and once I learn, care of myself, and understood that. I'm as great as I am, and it's gonna take you that moment to look at me and understand. He was great from the start. I just didn't realize it yet because I was too busy hating in the back. I love my haters. Let me know I'm doing something right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I 
I got I got tired of doing that. I expect me out of everybody. And, actually and like I, I try to I, I sometimes still do it and I have to remind myself people aren't who they say they are. People I gotta actually pay attention to who I'm talking to. Like Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why, like, I've gotten so good at reading people, because it's just like that vibe, that initial vibe you might give off might be wrong. And so when I actually start caring and like considering you family or a friend, because like, I don't I don't say I have like best friends. Like I, I got one best friend now, but like I don't go around saying like, oh, this is my best friend. And this is like this, that and the third. No, this is family to me. And. Um, even this year, like I had a moment where it was somebody I considered family and like they backstabbed me and it got me so heated because this person, like I let them in my home, I fed, I've been to their home, I've taken care of them, I've literally fucking almost got suspended for them type shit and it's just like, I do all of this and you show me your ass to kiss, like who the fuck are you? You know, that that sense of betrayal and it's just like when I look at other people and they're like, Oh, I don't trust people, I, I won't allow myself to be like that. So do you think you can ever come like back to good times with that person? Did no. You ever, did you ever take the time to like really engage why they did what they did or No, that person I've I've literally seen that person lie to everybody they talk to. Oh, that per that person sells. That person has sold out their own mother and has lied about their own fucking mother, Wait, and their mother has done nothing but good for them. Well, would you say that's a form of depression? I feel like that's because I feel like that's like a statement of emptiness, like a person of emptiness. But they you got. You don't care like how you treat people, what you do to the next and next next person. It's almost like a mass trauma response. I've seen a person like that too. Burn all the bridges around you, even when it, even when there's people that care about you. And like it, that shit doesn't make sense to me because I feel like it's like a wrecking ball. Like cause people are, even though they act hard, they feel like mm-hmm. I feel like. And I'm seeing people like that. And get out of that situation, man. They realize what they do, and it hits. Like man, I'm up over with you, real. Back then and then, I seen my mom's eyes. Like, I wish I did that. My uncle, Jalen, was a basketball player. He beat, he beat his ass at school. To this day, he talks about that man. I wish I could have been fresh. That nigga, I beat his ass. Um, I don't know if y'all religious, but I, I earned that. Like, God says to forgive, but not forget. I could forget. I've forgiven anybody who's ever done me wrong, but I would never forget what the fuck they did to me. Would you try to get that person's help? Or would you leave it alone? I'm the type of person I would leave it alone. I, I left it alone to an extent. I warned all the people that was around that person though, because that person was still lying, like either on me or to them about other situations and almost getting them caught up in shit. And I'm just like, yo, I'm not about to allow you to be a pawn in this person's game because they find the shit amusing. Like this, you're, you're, a chess piece on their board at that point, you know? Speak 
right, it's a uh, guys. It's a cat in here. The cat literally is like. I, yeah. Later, Dulcie. I ain't gonna lie. Most people thought we were doing a podcast. I can tell. All right, I was feeling so. But damn, I don't know. Hell yeah. We're going for an hour conversation. That's why I love this space, like podcasts, I'm sure. You can literally just talk, man. It goes from whatever topic you really wanted to be, but today we just wanted to focus on this. And like, um, Trey, you even brought it up like when I first talked to you about doing it and shit today. You was like, um, how people had like delusional depression, where like yes. um, you could you could talk more on it, where like they they hide it and they tell themselves, hey, I'm not depressed, I'm not this, that, and the third, or every nothing's wrong with me when. In actuality, it's shit going on that they don't want to even, they don't want to admit to themselves that something is actually going on. I started to get out of depression with acceptance, and a lot of people don't deal with acceptance very well. That's like a very key point of depression. Because you got the people that like the fake friendships that act like they got it and they really don't. And just to get it to fuck it all up to go through the same cycle of depression. Like a build up to end up right where you was at. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, some people who do that though, um, they know something. Like, they know what they should be doing and how to get it. They're scared but they of don't it. know the full extent of what they should be doing, and that's why they're still in the same way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I've had a conversation with somebody, and this is one of the people that I literally, like, I've read the shit out of her. And she started crying at the end because it was just like, why the fuck are you leaving me? And it was them being scared of not only like to get into a relationship, but also to actually battle their demons and not just push aside all the things that's wrong with them. Like, yo, I'm gonna thug it out because ain't nobody gonna help me. Or I've talked about it before, or this, that, this, this, that, and the third. So Have you actually accepted what happened? Like, regardless of like what the trauma is, because they didn't necessarily tell me, but like, Regardless of what the trauma is, have you accepted it? Have you tried to move on? Like, not even move on from it, but grow from it. You know? Instead of just standing by and be like, yo, life is hard. You look like you got something to say. That's why I froze for a second, because I did, my mind was blank. I feel like there's only so much that you can say, like, life is hard. Because, I mean, you find that out at a young age, there's... You know, there's not much that you can really do about it. It's really just something that you gotta deal with. Like you can't you can't change the fact that life is hard no matter how much you try, no matter where what good place you manifest yourself to, it's it's mm-hmm. always gonna end up bad. Um, I was talking to Lani about this many times the other day and like some people fall into into low spaces and you know they sometimes they think they can't get out but really it's two things to it either it's your mindset about where you're at or it's you know you're supposed to build yourself up to that next spot you um basically you higher highs Mm -hmm. to get lower lows 
or you know, vice versa. You can climb out of something and you'll be stuck on another level in a fucked up spot dealing with some new shit, you feel me? But all that's doing is, you know, strengthening you so that you can build yourself up higher. And I feel like that's almost how life goes for it. It's, it's, it's constant growth. God, if you're staying in the same spot, you're, you're fucked up. You're stuck in the box. I don't know if you like y'all actually pay attention to my stories and shit, but like I occasionally do it like once a month and I'll be like, How are you doing? And I just like depending on like what the people act, I put good, great, bad, or could be better because it could always be better no matter I mean no, it could be worse. Because that's one thing like a lot of people don't necessarily look at when they look at how their life is. They're like, Oh, it's just bad or it's just great, it's good. It could be worse. Like, and I've had a few people say it was bad, and I'll ask them, like, what's making your day bad? And I'll try to, like, help them cope with them about it instead of just allowing them. Like, I'll see it and be like, oh, well, I guess your day's bad. I and, see a lot of people in our, in our generation from, like, uh, 2000s up to, like, 2005 for real for mm-hmm. a lot of people don't appreciate you know where they're at in life no matter whether it's good or bad I see bad it's good in some instances you know it's the specifics whatever comes to you you know it it's how you use it which will determine whether or not it will be good or bad you know what you do with it and that's why I feel knowledge is so important because it will really help you navigate through anything that you want to get through. I love challenges, but I mean, fuck. Like, you, you can't, anything is possible. You, you lose yourself up to a higher high, mm-hmm. learning from, from the knowledge that you learned at that low, and you navigate to maybe push your high up a little bit bigger. Like you see that goal where you want to be, now, depending on how well you use what you've learned in that low, depending on how high further you can go. Um, one thing I always say, appreciate the small things. Yeah. Because you never know how many dollars you get. Does anybody know anybody with suicidal depression? Yes. So many, too many people. Too uh, many. I feel like everybody that I have met or when I was helping those people who I felt didn't need help, everybody has been a victim of suicide, not a victim of suicide. Suicide attempt. Yeah, they've had a suicide attempt. I've either watched them try to kill themselves, you know, they told me about shit, or they've been a victim of sexual assault, which is another very big problem um, that we see. Yeah. And not as much today, but, you know, it's, it's still a problem. That's the narrative, which is the fact that 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 can even just be like something that says fucking crazy. Like, oh, it's just kids being kids. Yes, it's not kids being kids, it's kids being what they see adults do. 
Like, I know, like, kids that are super hypersexual, and it's not them, it's their parents. Super and hypersexual. And watching their parents squirt, you know, being in that environment 24 7, they're like running parties, like me, for yeah. instance. Like, I grew up in a very, like, heavy, I wouldn't say like a party culture, but I adults at an age I shouldn't have been. So it caused me to grow up a lot. And put myself in a lot of situations that I should not put myself in, like older men, for instance, not knowing it's not me, it's them grooming me, and also me feeling like, oh, my I'm mom mature. Does it. Yeah, I'm mature enough because I've hung around adults. My mom dates older men, it's okay, type shit. The whole time, you're a victim. A lot of people don't want to admit that they're a victim because they feel like it's embarrassing. Just like their songs. Or they weak. It's over influencing the wrong thing. Like, I was addicted to weed. Um, a lot of people don't believe that it is possible to be addicted to weed, but it, it is. Um, while I was, you know, just doing dumb shit, smoking every day, I thought that I should. I, I noticed that my, my levels of happiness would actually, you know, Go down from year from day to day. Mm-hmm. Whenever I smoke, that would be the only time I'd be happy. My, the people around me didn't accept it as much. Some people we didn't know as much as I did. They, you know, they kind of looked over it. I couldn't blame them because they didn't know. And I wasn't the type of person to want to talk about it. I would, you know, I would just be out there, just being who I felt like that I wanted to wasn't seeing who I should be. I've met so many people that will deny weed is an addiction. You can literally when they smoke, they're a different person. Like, Like, for instance, I got a pop memory now that every time he gets goes off the rails, And that shit's not healthy. And people people won't accept that shit and understand like you a lot it's healthy when you lose it, right? I say so. I guess, but I know people that literally smoke all day, every day. Like their breakfast is a blunt. Their dinner, their dinner is a is a blunt. Their lunch is a blunt. Yeah, like I I know somebody like that. Like just all day, every day. Like, and even when they're at school, like oh. Smoke before school? Um, I literally smoked a blunt every hour on hour. Like, literally, I would count. Like, okay, I rolled this blunt up at 6.30. Between 7.30, 7.45, I'm going to roll it again. Latest, 8. I would, you know, I would count out when I would roll up my next blunt. And then now I got to the point when I moved out here, it slowed down to like one, maybe two a day. 
So it got better, but hell it's yeah, every hour. I'm talking every hour on the hour. Roll up, roll up, roll up. Oh. I'm playing nigga for nauseous and like a whole day I would be hot and nauseous. That's crazy. I feel like the reason I never like got into like drugs or like drinking and shit. I always wanted to be conscious of my pain because I feel like if I did anything else, it would hide me. And actually dealing with my shit in the moment, it got me to not only understand what the fuck I was doing, but get through it because I wasn't using drugs as my shield. I wasn't using alcohol as my shield. I wasn't using like sleeping sprees as a shield. I was actually dealing with what I was going through. I wasn't allowing myself to hide from my pain. Take your socks off and show your toes. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. 
I seen that shit from a billionaire. He was like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future if you surround yourself. I wanted to say this shit earlier when y'all was talking about if you surround yourself with that shit. But um, if you surround yourself with a bunch of bums, a bunch of people that ain't doing shit for their life, that's what's going to end up happening to you. It's going to trickle down or they're going to hold you back. They're going to hinder you. If you surround yourself with people that are always constantly wanting to improve and grow and aren't stuck in their bubble, aren't allowing themselves to be docile to life, you'll grow and you'll get to whatever point in life you want to get to. I feel like you should live by a code. Like, just stick to it. Like, I got three Ps. My family's, like, motto was expensive, never getting any kind of experience. My shit, um... My three Ps, positivity, perseverance, and patience. Yeah. Yo, it's always something better in life, so stay positive. It's a whole lot. Um, peace, being at peace with yourself, with whatever religion you're with, with your family, your friends, etc. Um, and then perseverance to keep pushing through because no matter how hard life gets or how hard whatever moment you're in gets, you'll get to a better place. It just takes time. It might not happen exactly when you want it to happen. It might not happen that week, that month, that year. A few years to come, it'll get better. It just takes that time for you to grow and understand like things can be and are different. Sleepy heads, you got anything to add? I feel like oh it's, it's a something as toxic positivity. Like it's it's not okay to be in a everything's okay mindset twenty four seven because bitch no it's not like literally literally I hate people that be like oh it's okay everything's okay it's okay no no it is okay to admit that shit is going to hell right now like as G said everybody want to try to be positive and this right to shit be real bro this shit is fucked it's gonna be okay though. You know, it's, we don't learn how to, you know, maneuver through it, but at the same time, let's not pretend like it's not happening. Could be better. First part is over the problem. But on that note, I feel like we hit a lot of points. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of like coping with it, understanding it, um, how to understand when you are depressed and what ways you can help manifest yourself out of it. So, hope you guys liked and enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Um, 
I ain't saying that. But, um, you know, live your life to the fullest. Um, live your life to the fullest. Don't let nobody tell you who you can and can't be. And understand it's you versus you at the end of the day. No matter what. If you're depressed, if you're happy, if you're dealing with anything in life. I got a bunch of junkies with me. <laughs> be great and be the best you that you can be. Peace.